If you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, so that's September 9th, then today is also the release day of the Mockery Manor soundtrack album. It's available in digital download and streaming format from our Bandcamp page, where you can also find a really fun bit of physical merch that we've made for it as well. On sale now at longcatmedia.bandcamp.com. The piece of music we're listening to in the background is called Are You a Memory? It's a wartime jazz-influenced soundtrack from the fiction podcast Mockery Manor. Today, we'll break it down and look at some of the insights into why and how it was made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians get to tell their own stories. Every Wednesday, we break apart a song, soundtrack or composition and investigate the insights into how it was made. My name is Lawrence Owen. I'm a composer, sound designer and voice actor from the UK and this is How I Make Music. Welcome back to How I Make Music, episode 73. Are You a Memory? by me, Lawrence Owen. Thanks for listening in. I grew up being interested in all sorts of performing arts. I was a child actor when I was a kid, and it all sort of came together comparatively recently where we thought, actually, I should be making audio dramas. So this song, Are You a Memory, is from our series Mockery Manor, which is a black comedy murder mystery show set in a theme park in 1980s Britain. There's a lot of music throughout the show, including songs by fictitious pop stars of our own invention. The walls are closing in, I can't be here anymore. Which are, in reality, all me singing in different voices. It's too much to endure, take me. So this piece, Are You A Memory, has been designed specifically to sound like a very old jazz song being played on a scratchy old shellac record on a gramophone somewhere. It's a weird thing to try and do in the 21st century using mostly virtual instruments and computer software, but there we are. You're in my dreams as clear as the moon in the sky. It's a very particular sound that these wartime swing bands have, and it's often quite formal. Like the clouds passing by. Particularly influenced by British jazz bands of the 1930s and 40s. So performers like Henry Hall, they all have this very particular sound. For every bear that ever there was, we'll gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Another big influence was the song Midnight, The Stars and You uh, by Al Bowley, which was featured prominently in The Shining. And this is what that sounds like. There's a stately 2-4 rhythm as a polite kind of sound. It's all very... All very civilized. (laughs) 
So Mockery Manor is a story that's very influenced by the horror films of the 80s. Here's Johnny! The Shining is such a pinnacle of 80s horror, and so even with music that sounds like it's not recorded in the 80s, we're still harking back to a, a golden age of horror here. A lot of the same sort of uh, territory with a, a creepy haunted old hotel with this jazz pouring in, in the foyer. Are you a memory or are you a dream? Another thing that we're sort of paying tribute to here is the Tower of Terror attraction from the Disney theme parks around the world, which also has this sort of creepy haunted hotel theme. Take a quick listen. So it's as though we're paying tribute to both The Shining and the theme park setting at the same time. So Are You a Memory often plays in the background of Mockery Manor on a, a gramophone when we're actually inside the manor house itself. Off you get, Hugo. Come on. I'm coming, I'm coming. And one of the things that we specifically wanted to do with this song is make it unclear whether this is diegetic music or not. So it's not always clear whether the characters are physically playing a record in the room or whether this is something that just we, the listener, can hear. Oh, look, there's Tardy Alfred Mockery leading his band. That was his obby, see? And his other obby's over there in the East Wing. Oh, look out behind you! Right. So the first step in this particular composing process was to write out all the chords on the piano. All of the songs from this era have this very straight mm pa mm pa kind of very de deliberate and, and functional rhythm to them. Then the next step after that was to add some drums and then double bass. And these drums and bass are virtual instruments. And again, they have this really clunky playing style, like the drummer is just smacking the hi-hat. And there's very, very little expression to it. And that is partly to do with the recording techniques of the time, but also as a stylistic choice of these composers. So the violin is the Spitfire Audio solo strings violin. They don't have this kind of quite so much of the bombastic Hollywood sound. They're quite tasteful at what they do. It sounds really realistic, yeah. We really needed something live, so I did play some live guitar at this point. And then, of course, you needed a lead vocal. I have a memory of a sweet rendezvous And in that memory I'm dreaming and loving you Are you a memory? Or are you a So once the skeleton of the piece was down, 
it was time to build up the vintage orchestration. So the kind of instruments that would have been used on a track like this would be brass, a small string section, and a little sax choir. So once the orchestration was in place, it was time to make it sound old. So at this point, I applied some really, really gross EQ. I took out all of the low end and all of the high end and just boosted the mids to make it sound really boxy and horrible. So this is a little clip of the track before I applied all of the EQ and record aging process to the music. And here's the final product, fully aged. It would have been the case at the time that the entire orchestra would have been gathered around probably one microphone and they would have been very strategically positioned so that the loud instruments were further away and the quieter instruments were closer, of course. And sometimes that would involve people moving around in the space while they were actually recording. The biggest challenge here is making these orchestral instruments sound live. Jazz is very, very hard to get sounding convincing with synths. We're almost reverse engineering here. Another challenge, of course, was to imitate the style of playing from the era. The saxophones had more vibrato on them, so I had to put a kind of fake vibrato on these modern samples. To make it sound like a warbly old sax choir from back in the day. I was essentially trying to remove any aspect of the digital I'm not a sax player or a brass player or really a bowed string player at all. What I am, however, is a singer. This was still out of my comfort zone because I had to sing in this very peculiar style. I have a memory of a sweet rendezvous. They all sung with this extremely polite, fluty, warbly voice. And in that memory I'm dreaming and loving you. <laughs> If you feel like you're taking the piss, you're probably doing it right. It's a very strange way of singing, to really pronounce everything very, very exaggeratedly. While starting to put down the guitar part, it wasn't sounding right at all. All of my playing sounded too modern. Even with the vinyl effects on it and the shellac, uh, aged record effects on it, it wasn't working until I listened back to some of those old recordings and I realized, of course, the guitar is one of the quietest instruments in that ensemble. So not only would the guitarist have to have been sitting very close to the microphone, but they would have also had to have been really whacking the guitar to cut through the mix. So I decided to have another go at the guitar part, but absolutely smacking the guitar in a way that felt very unnatural and robotic almost. But as soon as I did that, it sounded right, it suddenly sounded authentic. Because of course the guitarist would have had to have played like that in order to be heard at all. And the B section, they finally get a chance to do a little bit of modulation. A modulation is when we change from one key to another. So we might change key to just give it a little bit of an extra flavour and then give us somewhere to come home to, as they say. It's quite nice when you change key and then come back to the original key. It gives you a sort of feeling of going on a journey and then coming back home again. All the harmony is very simple. 
There's no Herbie Hancock chords. <laughs> There's no Jacob Collier here. It's all very, very uh, polite, refined, tasteful harmony. Towards the end, in the last A section, uh, the piano starts to do some little flourishes. Uh, and that, I feel like that's the only time anyone in this fictitious band was allowed to do any kind of improvisation. So Alfred Mockery, the character who supposedly uh, wrote and performed this song, he's the band leader. He is also paying everyone else in this band, so he's very much the boss. And so he gets a little piano solo. Do a little smug eyebrow waggle at the audience and turn to them and go, hmm, I'm very good at the piano. It is only me in the studio doing these. I play guitar and I sing, but everything else is my own programming. Composers are often, often, <laughs> they, they do a lot of sitting in dark rooms, not talking to anyone, I guess. I do also play the theremin though. The theremin is one of the world's oldest electronic instruments invented in the 1920s, and it has the very distinctive sound of old sci-fi. Here's something I wrote and performed on my theremin, it's called Sonate de notre époque. That's about it for this week's episode. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else. We've been listening to music featured in the audio drama called Mockery Manor. To hear the full story or to check out my other compositions, follow the links in the show notes. We've invented and produced an entire pop magazine from within the Mockery Manor universe. It features interviews with all our fictitious pop stars, adverts for the theme park, Easter eggs from the show, and also a little hint at what's to come in season two. So, you can find both the soundtrack album and our magazine at longcatmedia.bandcamp.com. Visit howimakemusic.com for bonus behind-the-scenes stuff related to this episode. Mockery Manor is written and directed by Lindsay Sharman, with music, sound design and editing by me, Lawrence Owen, and starring Hayley Evanett as JJ and Betty. How I Make Music is created by John Bartman. For audio experiences that keep people listening, contact John Bartman via the show notes. And here's Are You a Memory in its entirety. My name is Lawrence Owen, and thanks for listening to How I Make Music. We'll catch you next week.
I have a memory of a sweet rendezvous And in that memory I'm dreaming and loving you Are you a memory or are you a dream? And though that memory may be imprecise Dreaming of you is to dream of a paradise are you a memory, or are you a dream? You're in my dreams as clear as the moon in the sky. But my memory seems to be hazy and grey, like the clouds passing by. And though that memory may not be true, I'll stay in dreamland and dream that I'm loving you. Are you a memory or are you a dream?